Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 271. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases, and cookies. I'm oh, VP. Those cookies look so good. They are. VP and executive editor Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Marvel Digital Media Editorial Director Ben Morse. Mm-hmm. Playing, playing around with how I say that a little bit, you know, a little different each time. Yeah, whatever works for for the you. new year, whatever's working for me. Mm-hmm. When we last spoke to you guys, we previously were... Previously on This Week in Marvel. Previously on This Week in Marvel, there were four of us. Mm. We were talking about the best of 2016. 2016 is gone. We have put that in the ground, <laughs> and we are ready to move on into 2017, which is a year I'm personally really excited for. Yeah. Yeah, there's great stuff coming out this year. We got, uh, of course, all our great comics projects. Uh, In the next few weeks, the Monsters Unleashed is going to be happening, and um, the project to follow that will start to take shape as well, Mm. as we we have planned. Um, Hopefully, we'll learn more about that soon. We will learn more about that soon. Over in games, we've got the Guardians of the Galaxy game coming from Telltale. We've got Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Oh my god. Um, there's so much stuff. There's so much to be excited for. There's not, always more. I'm not even talking about movies and TV because that's not they don't To hell yeah, with them. Screw movies and TV. No, that's gonna that's be great. That's the great. bold stance we take <laughs> this year on this week in Marvel. Yeah. This year in Marvel, screw TV and movies. Think about it. There's humans yep. and Iron Fist. Legion starts in like an hour a month. or two. Yeah, okay. literally an hour. No. It's there's so much going on. We've got Spider Man. Yeah. We've got Thor Ragnarok. We've got oh Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Galaxy Volume, Volume Two. Two. Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout coming yes. to Disney California Adventure. You're gonna get on that at some point, right? So, so the last time I rode that ride, right? I rode it in Orlando, the Tower of Terror. Yep. And I rode it with my father-in-law, and my sister-in-law. And I got off and I was like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> it was so fun. But it struck terror into me to really? do it again. Like that there's I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that of you. I'm not a roller coaster guy. And I'm really? not a guy who likes a lot of oh, sudden drops. Okay. I don't like upside down roller coasters. Okay. I like baby roller coasters. Yeah. You know. The ones for kids. Yeah. So Where they just I will go in a go nice on, little circle. Yeah. I will go on Mission Breakout. We're already making plans for That's doing good. some fun stuff around that. But it's going to. It's going to be tough for me. This is crazy, man. I thought you fearless. Never. Um, Always fear. Full of fear. And you know what I'm afraid of? What's that? Is uh, tackling these comics this week. No, we've got such a... It's like a little baby pile. Yeah, you're right. There's only like... It's a light 15. load. This new year, we are we are revolutionizing the way we cover comics here on This Week in Marvel by doing the same thing we always do and talking about them. 17. Plus 17? the digital what did I say? So 20. There's 20 comics. Oh, I thought I just thought I said 2016 by accident. You were correcting me saying 17. 
2017. Um, Good to know that I was correct about the year. All right, let's dive into these 17 comics, shall we? Yeah. Starting with Avengers number three, written by Mark Wade, art by Mike Del Mundo, colors by Mark Del Mundo with Marco De Alfonso. Uh, the Avengers are still battling Kang, which has just proven to be the perfect showcase spotlight for Mike Del Mundo's art. Because these battles in the time stream are just zany. Uh, Wasp has the infant Kang. She's charged with getting him to the Priests of Palma. While the rest of the Avengers fight Kang. Uh, There's all different Kangs going on. There's cool stuff going on with Wasp powers. Wasp is like, I know she has her own book out this week. But she's like the star of this issue. Basically just showing how smart she is, how clever she is. Wasp week it is. What a Wasp week. Uh, there's uh, there's just crazy teases that Wade throws into the story, like here lies Avengers X, the the bravest of us all, some <laughs> gravestone popping out. I love I, he basically has Modok Kang here, this giant headed Kang who has arms coming out of his head. So the greatest of all Kangs. the greatest of all Kangs. But um, ultimately, it comes down to Wasp to make a decision how she wants to handle the infant Kang, what she wants to do. She chooses something un. Uh, characteristic um and it seems like we are done with kang for the time being but then captain america basically says you know what kang's still out there he's still dangerous he can strike at us at any time i got a plan let's roll on this Mm. yeah he knows what's up rolling on over to captain america sam wilson number 17 with writing by nick spencer (laughs) art by paul renaud colors by john rosh with paul renaud we start off focused on the new Falcon. The new Falcon is the star of this issue uh, with a sizable guest appearance by Rage, who, you know, more than wields his power. Despite all my rage, I am still just... Did he buy TNA? I was going to say, is that TNA owner Billy Corgan? Did he really? No. Oh. He tried. Oh. They, they blocked him. He got bought by some conglomerate. You know how I feel about conglomerates. Yeah, you're Ugh. a big fan. Oh, the worst. So we've got this lady appearing on a um, news sh- program, which is this has been kind of a staple of the Captain America Sam Wilson book. We always cut in and see these news programs. How are they covering Captain America? How are they covering this? This is Ariel Connor, and she is her specialty is immigration, and she is on the New Falcon for being an undocumented immigrant. Uh, doesn't matter that he's doing good. Doesn't matter that his family's been in the country for some time. He is undocumented. He should be thrown back across the border in the eyes of Ariel Connor. So she's speaking at Empire State University. Falcon, who's a great character, by the way, this new Falcon. He's super fun, and he's just got a great uh, devil-may-care attitude about him. Uh, He recruits Rage, says, hey, man, let's go to this uh, speaking engagement she's having, and we will crash it. That seems like a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. And Falcon even says, like, this is a terrible idea. The folly of youth. Yeah, Falcon says this is a terrible idea. Don't do it. Rage does or Falcon does? Falcon says it. Falcon, or, oh, I'm sorry, Sam Wilson, who I think of as Falcon, but who is Captain America. Can't keep track of the players without a scorecard, guys. (laughs) We have to. Okay, so, new Falcon is going off to do this. Captain America, Sam Wilson, says don't do this. Um... He also feels bad for Steve Rogers retroactively because he's like, man, I bet I was like this. <laughs> um, it's like having kids. And then new- your parents telling you, yeah. ha that's, that's what it's like. Yeah. I just had Adri Count, our social media coordinator, um, earlier today because my dog was up several times last night, which I told you already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She just said, like, oh, you're ready for kids now. 
I'm like, not the same thing. You know, I have five cats. I feel like I'm ready for one human child. You feel like that's the equivalent? Five cats is the equivalent of one human child. I think you're right. I yeah. think you got it right. The, the, the math works. 100%. The math is solid. Back to the falcon. The new falcon who says, to me, my bird. Just <laughs> wonderful. Just completely corny and over the top. They crash the speaking engagement. There's a group of students called the Bombshells who go after Ariella Connor. So Falcon and Rage are now fighting the Bombshells to protect this woman. They initially came to shut down, hoping they're proving something. Uh, They make a pretty good team. Sam Wilson shows up at the end. He's impressed. Rage goes off on his own and does rage stuff, uh, runs into some familiar supervillains, and ends up getting taken down by the Americops in a none-too-good situation. Damn it, Americops. Yeah. The Americops are, are still around. They're, they're, they're still out there hunting, and they get, they get rage. They get rage. What a bummer. All right, on to champions number four, written by Mark Ra- Mark Wade. I was going to say Mark Rage. Mark Wade, uh, pencils by Umberto Ramos, inks by Victor Olazaba, and colors by Edgar Delgado. So at the end of the last issue, the uh, champion's uh, ship was blasted in midair, in mid-flight, and so we pick up right over that as the, over the Atlantic Ocean, the team is dealing with their whole ship on fire mm-hmm. and them about to crash. And it feels, like, urgent. Yeah, uh, but it's great because you have Ms. Marvel, like, boom, immediately taken charge but also cyclops is taking charge yep. and everybody like hulk uh amadeus show is trying to take charge and everybody's sort of like do this do that do yeah. this do that let's do this they just need to survive well i mean it goes into their ongoing thing from the previous issue where they're trying to pick out a leader and everyone wants to be the leader of the team except yeah. nova and spider-man yeah and viv so yeah. really just cyclops hulk and miss marvel yep half the team yep there you go. But anyway, they and they all, you know, at least two out of those three have a good, sure. you know, reasoning Got a good and, pitch. and have shown themselves to be smart. There's this insane, so they crash, they're trying to figure what, out what to do, uh, they're making a move, uh, Nova's helmet gets a little bit busted, so there's this crazy moment between Sam Alexander and Viv that was just... That was an intense yeah, little conversation. Intense. I was like, whoa, man. Putting it like that, that is... Oof, Mark Mark Wade, man, he knows what he's doing. Uh, but we find out who and why they got who blasted them out of the sky and why, which leads to a whole cool setup. Uh, more of the team being able to flex their muscles and try to, you know, prove that this one or that one is the right leader. Uh, they get out of there and we get the hint of someone else who, if not joining the team, will definitely be in the book. Cause some trouble. Cause a little bit of chaos. A little bit. And who we will be talking about later on in the issue. All right. Uh, issue. Episode. Will I we? Call, I call things yes, issues, will. and I call some things issues when they should be episodes, and I call some things episodes when they should be issues. There's a word for that. What? I don't know. Pizza? I'm sure there is. I love pizza. You do All love right. pizza. On to Deadpool the Duck, number one. Huh? <laughs> written by Stuart What an Moore. idea. Uh, pictures by Jacopo Camagni. Colors by Israel Silva. And I was not... I Going into this, uh, I wasn't fully sure how it was all going to come together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, That's wait, fair. Deadpool the Duck? What you talking about, Willis? You get that reference? Yeah. Great. Good. Very good. Uh, so we open up on Deadpool, who's uh, being hired by S.H.I.E.L.D. to deal with an E.T. That's an extraterrestrial. For you normies. Yeah. Uh, but... We've got Deadpool talking to himself. He's got a voice in his head, and this is delightful. Mm-hmm. It's Wolverine, yep. but it's 
Deadpool's version of Wolverine. Yep. So it's this very different Wolverine, and I love it. It's a highlight of the issue. It's for me, really for sure. great. Uh, we also see the return of Deadpool's teleporter, mm-hmm. which has always been a f- like yeah. a favorite thing. Of Seriously, mine. long long missed and uh, appreciated that it's back. Why yeah. did he stop using it? I don't know. It's very weird. It yeah. used, to, used to be his whole his whole gimmick. Yeah, that was like. His thing. Yeah. Like, oh, he teleports. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, we get to see Howard the Duck, and he's just being ornery and Howard. So ornery. Uh, he's driving around. He's Stuart annoying Moore, people. Stuart Moore writes a great Howard the Duck. He does. And he's, you know, it's kind of it's good because it kind of comes after all of Howard's adventures, and he's sort of figuring out, well, what the hell do I do now? Where mm-hmm. am I going? What's my place? People are the worst. Where? What's going on? Consistently. Yeah. Um, he sees this the ship crash, messes up his car, and he finds out. Oh, this is a buddy of mine. It's Rocket. Rocket's got some space crazy. He's going <sighs> foaming at the mouth. There's some fighting. Deadpool shows up because this is what Deadpool seemingly is hired for. But as often happens when you put Deadpool in a situation, things get out of control fast. Very awry. Yes. Uh, now remember the teleporter. The teleporter is a key ingredient to this duck soup yes uh, but by the end we get to figure out how Deadpool the duck is a thing and there's some gross vomit scenes so if you have problems with vomit which I knew one person who did uh, be aware be aware but it is really fun uh, rock solid first issue be aware also of Hawkeye number two, written by Kelly Thompson. Wait, we can't Art, forget what? to say Deadpool oh, too yeah. soon. Number I, four out this forget. week in uh, in print. It does collect some of the issues. I think it's seven and eight mm-hmm. of the Infinite Comics. So pick that up. It, I believe that wraps up the the book. No, it's still going. Nope, still going. Still going. Uh, we'll have issue number five out at some point. I hope. Otherwise, it ended on quite a cliffhanger. Dun dun dun. Hawkeye number two, written by Kelly Thompson, art by Leonardo Romero, colors by Jordi Belair. Kate Bishop is out in Los Angeles. She is on the case. She is trying to find the stalker of a young college student who has come to her for her help. There's a lot of... She actually has caught the guy. Stalker Channing? Yes, Stalker Channing. Um, She caught the guy, brings him into the police. He insists that... He loves this person he was supposedly stalking. He doesn't mean her any harm. Uh, there's a lot of Kate dealing with the cops. Kate getting a tech guy on her on board. There's a lot of, you know, kind of stuff stuff that needs to get done so the uh, deaths get settled. But Kate does pull out the bow and arrow, foils a mugging. Kate Vision uh, is so great, Kate too. Vision is excellent. She gets little targets and decides, and, and it gives, like, frat boy number one, frat boy number two, frat boy number three. It's very cool. <laughs> but it's cool. just a great way to, like, represent... Because she is, she's not just a regular person who takes a bow and arrow. Yeah. She, like Clint, like many other characters, they may not be quote unquote superheroes. They with have superpowers. a superior vision. Yeah, there's, there's some they have elevated in that helps them perform. And I like this uh, splash page here that Leonardo Romero does, where it's basically Kate jumping up over a dumpster, doing a kick down to one guy, doing a back elbow down to someone else, and finishing off with a nice little kick at the end there. Shouts to the sound effects lettering. Goes, oh, for Pop, sure. Yoink, smack, shove, kick. Yeah, I like shove and kick the yeah, best. Those are my Because favorites. that's exactly what they are. Uh, Kate meets up with the ex-girlfriend of the girl she's trying to help who has gone missing. They get into some business together. She hooks back up with the st- original stalker who leads her to this like weird cult-type place. And that looks like it's going to be no good. Um, there's there's weird stuff going on, man. It's, this is not a normal... I remember when I read the first issue of this, I was kind of like, all right, it's going to be Kate doing normal private investigatory things. She'll find 
guys that are stalking women and stuff like that. I didn't uh, I didn't count on the fact that this is the Marvel Universe <laughs> and guys in masks are going to come and complicate everything. So that's a nice twist. And I love what Kelly Thompson's doing for this. Great voice for Kate Bishop. Uh, great character for so long getting her own spotlight. It's very cool. Hell yeah. Marvel Universe Avengers Ultron Revolution number seven adapts the episode of Marvel event Marvel's what's it called Marvel's Avengers what what, the, what do we call the, the animated show Avengers Assemble Avengers Assemble yeah. um, adapts the it's episode the title of the comic book is <laughs> the title of the show no the, the title of the comic book is Marvel Avengers Ultron Revolution Marvel Universe of, oh oh maybe this is Ultron Revolution you guys should find it on Disney XD and watch it. No, you're right. You're then, right. It's Ultron Revolution. And then, and then tell us more about yeah. it. Uh, all I know Avengers is... Assemble was the previous series. All I know is they're adapting the episode Thunderbolts Revealed. was written by our buddy Kevin Shinnick. Oh, hey. Remember Kevin Shinnick? Yeah. Directed by Tim Eldred and adapted by Joe Caramagna. Yeah. All right. On to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 Prelude Number 1. So this, uh, it's an adaptation, more or less, of the first... Guardians of the Galaxy film, the movie film. Uh, the adaptation, though, has got some cool style, got some cool substance. Uh, it is based on the screenplay by James Gunn and Nicole Perlman, but written for comics by Will Corona Pilgrim, pencils by Chris Allen, inks by Scott Hanna and uh, Roberto Poggi, colors by Andres Mosa. Great style to this. I just... it. It's it's got a really fun, vibrant uh, look to it, and yeah. it captures the feel of the the movie really well. It's exciting. It, it gets thumping, and you get through. I don't know the first third to half of the film in mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to relive that movie, here you go. Yeah, now's your chance. You can watch the movie and read the comic as you're watching the movie. Whoa. And watch the movie as you're reading the comic. Whoa, imagine dude. that imagine you do that imagine you go like scene by scene like all right here's a scene in the comic all right here's a scene in the movie you could do that and you can make a podcast out of it yeah um and you can make a video audio cast is, who's gonna do the mcu minute you know those minute that, that's, podcasts? What, that's what i was thinking of oh, that's what i'm thinking that like, is some, a laborious effort someone's got to do the mcu minute and you got to give us money credit yeah, and it can't be us yeah we're not gonna god it's not gonna be us um, we wouldn't be fair because we've got too much inside also we don't have time i definitely don't have we time. do not have time even to, to do, do 15 minutes nope for every minute that's in just an insane don't even think you know what don't even think about I'm it done. anymore don't it's think about out of it. my mind it's forever kid that was a great idea just another great idea we came up with yeah. that hopefully someone else will pick up and run with that's what we do we come up with awesome ideas for other people to execute moon Knight number 10 starts the new story death and birth written by jeff lemire art by greg smallwood our colors by jordy belair love the art in this issue um, it flashes back to Chicago, Mark Spector growing up, first meeting Stephen Grant. Very typical meeting of two kids. They're playing around. Things are good. Wait, I thought he was Stephen Grant. That's the thing. <gasps> you think it's just two kids playing, having a good time, but then then Mark Spector's dad comes in the room and he's like, oh, I'm talking to my new friend Stephen. He can't see Stephen Whoa, because he's boy, an imaginary boy, boy. friend. Um, we cut between the past with... Moon Knight's dad, who I don't think has ever been introduced and is an important figure here uh, as far as kind of getting Mark uh, in a therapeutic setting for the first time and uh, trying to understand what his problems are. Um, and also, uh, Conchu gets involved. Conchu steps in as Doesn't a, he always? as as when when uh, Mark is a kid. Oh, man, it's just a lot. Of, 
it's a lot of crazy stuff. Back in the present, Mr. Knight, Moon Knight, is trying to go after Crawley. He looks to where he left him back in the first arc. He's going through uh, manhole manhole covers that lead him to like this cosmic floaty yeah. place where Anubis is hanging out with Crawley all hostagey. And then he flies. He falls that through the. That is a bonkers double page oh, spread. It's a great double page spread. Hell the art on yeah. this is crazy. Um, there's lots of fun stuff. Hell yeah, man. I, I I thought this book had you know maybe peaked when they had the space werewolves and uh, we had James Stokoe drawing yeah, stuff. How do you get above space werewolves? But just coming back to this issue, Wait, the is yeah, it's upside, upside down. down. Yeah, Whoa. it's upside down. <laughs> Just coming back to this issue, you've got the really earnest, like, wow, this is some intense character-building stuff with Mark as a kid, Mark with his dad, and then you've got the crazy gonzo action stuff where he's toppling through space trying to rescue his friend Crawley from Anubis. It's it's everything, man. Moon Knight is cooking. That is, that is one good book. Another good book, Nova Numero 2, written by Jeff Loveness. Oh, man. Art by Ramon Perez, who also contributes to the writing. Colors by Ian Herring. Rich Rider is back in full effect. Sam Wilson. Sam, uh, Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson's <laughs> Captain America. Sam Alexander. Do you know who Sam Wilson I is? I've, I'm having some serious identity problems, and they seem to be swirling around Sam Wilson. Um, Sam Alexander rescues Nova, Rich Rider, from a big Cthulhu demon. They bond. Not just a Cthulhu demon. Oh, please. A monster that has come over with Rich from the Cancer Verse. Which, that in and itself is terrifying. It's terrifying because there was a lot of bad stuff over in the Cancerverse, as we recall. We had all those evil Avengers and Adam Thanos Warlock was there for a little bit. Bad Adam Captain Marvel. Warlock, bad Captain Marvel. Ooh. But that's not what this issue is about. This issue is about it's really about Sam and Rich bonding, which of course was very cool, I thought. Um, Rich kind of being like yeah, I love it. it was, uh, Sam just being like, Rich Rider died. Yeah, I was there. I'm back now. And Rich <laughs> Rider's just like, uh, mm, we'll get to it. And Rich just becomes like the coolest older brother. Sam shows him off to the other champions, and they're all like, oh, cool, you're the original Nova. And they're, <laughs> they have a great scene where they all talk about being Avengers. And Nova's like, yeah, I was never an Avenger. They're like, oh, really? We were all Avengers for like five minutes and stuff. And they were like, you weren't even for a second? And he's like, I was... I was on the new Warriors, uh, and I'm and I'm like, yeah, Rich, you tell them. The, the best was Ms. Marvel's like, they were a team. Yeah, <laughs> Ms. Marvel going, yeah, they're a team. But something's going on with Rich where he's seen, like, zombified, cancer-verse versions of all the people, so he's got to clear his head. But I love this. Probably my favorite part of the whole issue is Rich going and hanging out at Sam's barbecue. Where they're just like they're just it's it's like he's got this cool older brother figure. We learn about Sam's uncles who have taken great care of him, um, who look out for him. I love that this book really leans into Sam's Latino side. Yeah, very much. Um, because being one of the Latinos here. Yes, you are um, a Latino. I I think that's awesome, and I I want to see more of that. And yeah. so seeing his mom and his family and just. They're all cool and happy and, like, together. Yeah. It's great. The other thing Rich is coming to grip, grips with is his dad is dead. His dad died since the last time he went back to Earth, which is kind of poignant because we read those Nova issues where he was having all the trouble with his dad. Um, yeah. And was that the last time he saw him? That was the last time he saw him. That is brutal, so that's, dude. that's the last time he saw him. Uh, the Novas do go to nowhere. Hug your parents, y'all, yeah, if Hug you them can. all the time. Um the Novas go to nowhere where they meet up with Cosmo. Cosmo has a great line where he's just like, uh, Rich, you were always my favorite Nova. 
And he goes, he goes to Sam, you good Nova too. Thanks. He is better Nova. Okay. <laughs> Ripped Annihilus's guts from throat. <laughs> That's the perfect line. Cosmo, and, this sequence with Cosmo is incredible. Yeah. And then uh, Sam's trying to read. What is what is Cosmo reading? Some War Russian and Peace, book. I believe. Oh, he's reading War, is War he and reading Peace. War and Peace. Yep, he's reading yeah. War and Peace. Um, and Sam's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm into books now." And he's like, and, and Cosmo just goes, "You are in love with a girl. She likes <laughs> books. You are trying to read books. It's great. Yeah, it's great. This is fun stuff, man. It's there, all but there's good. also this beautiful little panel that uh, is there of Cosmo actually like reading, and he's lounging like a dog, but mm-hmm. turning the page mm-hmm. off. It's great. So good. Yeah, Ramon Perez is a star, man. And then uh, Nova is going to treat Nova to a drink, but they get interrupted by some bounty hunters, including Death's Head. Ooh, Ooh yeah, yeah. big time. Death's Head and the cat guy. The cat guy whose name I can't remember. It wasn't like Tiberius or something? And, yeah, I think it was. Was it? I think so. Did I just nail that? I don't know. And Tiberius that, Stone is, is a different character. I, yeah, and then this guy, the one of the Chitari. Just, Chitari just generic Chitari bad guy. They, yeah. need, they needed a third to fill but, the page. Great well, comic. Part of what I thought was so was really cool was like really how they showed Rich coming back to Earth and like everybody no one realizes he saved everyone mm-hmm. he sacrificed his life oh but that's the beauty of Rich Rider sure yeah. I believe me I, I know you, I know that but I'm a big Rich Rider fan I've heard man <laughs> but like do he's done all this and no one knows no yeah. one recognizes him. It's like whatever. But then he goes to nowhere. Oh yeah, this he goes cool. to the bar and he's like, "Hey, I don't have enough credits." Blah blah blah. And the bartender's like, "You don't pay here." Yeah, you we, never pay here. We, you know, like they're basically he turns around and the entire bar is saluting him. Yeah, because he has saved everyone. He's essentially the greatest hero in the Marvel universe. Think about that. Yeah, like that is awesome. It's cool. It's, Kid from Long Island, greatest yeah. hero of the Marvel universe. It's cool. It's cool. I, and I do like what you're talking about, that dichotomy where, you know, he goes to Earth and they're like, oh, you're in the New Warriors. That was lame. And then he goes anywhere other than Earth and they were like, you're the guy who ripped Annihilus's guts out of his stomach and saved the entire universe. It's, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. That's, you know, it's tough for him because, like, going home is like, ugh. But, and being yeah. away and out there, he's like everything. He's, it's, he's, it's cr- he's the best. What a damn good comic yeah. book. Excellent comic book. Excellent comic book. Ugh. Let's talk more about Old Man Logan, number 16, written by Jeff Lemire, art by Andrea Sorrentino, colors by Marcelo Maiolo. It's Return to the Wastelands, part one. Fallout? Are we playing Fallout? What are we doing? I love Fallout. <laughs> is it time to play Fallout again? I put 250 hours in we, that. We, we had two things going on at once. One is Logan apparently being back in the future that he left uh, where there's dinosaurs. We're going to watch Back to the Future. <laughs> I had two cookies at the beginning of the show. And they're, that sugar they're is powering you through. Right so Logan's back in the wasteland, uh, back in the desert, back where the dinosaurs are. He <laughs> got there. Um, because he took on some mission for Alpha Flight. Puck was basically like, I love how everyone who knew Wolverine previously is now just, just calls up old man Logan, whatever they want. And they're like, hey, Logan, old pal. Like, they're not even acknowledging that he's a different person. Yeah. They're, they're just like, hey, Logan, you know, we need you. So they sent him off. He runs into some brood. Uh, not good. And... Again, it's just – I don't know how it ties together. I don't know how the brood mission ties together with the fact that he's seemingly back in the future because he's blacked out and he's remembering this stuff. But he meets up with um, 
Luke Cage's daughter, Danny Danielle. Danielle, who was supposed to be watching over his kid, but she has lost them. Then we're back fighting some brood. Then there's Sasquatch possessed by the brood, and Sorrentino just goes to town on the this. The art is in. So, yeah, a really good choice to, to capture the brood and all the horror stuff does a really good job of that. Um, so we've got, like, cliffhangers aplenty because on the one hand, Logan's still in the wasteland, and how did he get back there? On the other hand, he's floating off into space thanks to the brood. So what, what happened, the heck man? is going on, man? You know? It's nuts. God. It's crazy. Yeah. Comics. Yeah. <laughs> all right, on to Scarlet Witch number 14. Uh, this is written by James Robinson. Art by the awesome Sean Crystal. Colors by Chris Bruner. Uh, this is a big one for Wanda. She's got the spirit of her mom. She's got the spirit of Agatha Harkness. Mm-hmm. They are at the end of the Witch's Road. They're at the end of their quest. It's like, okay, they need to figure out what is happening to uh, magic, to their brand of magic, to witches, to everything that's that they know there's something wrong and this is the end of their quest they run up against uh this cool i don't i've never seen these before aimless ones yeah this is new so they're kind of like mindless ones but they're aimless they're not quite as mindless between this and the mindful one over in sorcerer supreme uh it's a mindless ones renaissance yeah we are oh and remember when they were in next wave yeah they were great dancing yep man i love the concept of mindless ones and expanding it to these others is just Italian chef kissing Magnifique. fingers. Yes. Um, so we've got them going through these. They, but they, Agatha and Scarlet Witch's mom say, "You gotta go. The fight is ahead of you. This is not the fight. Get out there." And they find the sort of the the goddess of all witches, which is actually really cool. It's it's sort of a cosmic abstract. Yeah. Um, this giant. And you force. know how we feel about cosmic abstracts. Love. love. In here we love them. Up sure in do. Here. Chaos, order. Now you've got witches. Like the idea. <laughs> that just witch. <laughs> uh, which is really cool designs is like this uh, similar in like having that that flowy uh, dress and everything like that. But the uh, the witch, this goddess of witches, its face is a, a hand with an eye on it. She's got tentacles. Just really beautiful design, mm-hmm. and she's being ca- she's being tortured and killed by chaos. Mm-hmm. The very chaos magic that witches sort of rely on has turned on the goddess of witches, wants to take that power for itself, wants to be uh, in control, and this leads to just pages of fighting, and it is incredible. It looks beautiful. There's this one page that um, the, this, the, the chaos has this, sort of looks like a dragon, and in one of those pages, you have it's it's not even panels. It's just this beautiful, fluid storytelling. Uh, they use the dragon's mouth is uh, a framing device. It's just yeah, Sean Crystal pretty cool. crushing it in this issue. Sean Crystal underrated. We don't talk about him enough we, because it doesn't do a ton of work for us all yeah. the time. Uh, Sean Crystal and Chris Bruno. The colors here are magnificent. Let's get this Sean Crystal fellow a book, huh? I would love, eh? oh, but this is. It's gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. Uh, it takes the power of all three to try to uh, of Agatha, Scarlet Witch's mom, and Scarlet Witch to try to defeat to to defeat and this. someone else. Yeah, they 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 bring in a ringer to really help seal the deal. Um, and 
when they think the deed is done, they have to do one last thing to see if they can make it all work. Uh, but it wraps everything back up, brings it back to a place. Big sacrifice at the end, though. A big sacrifice and a big return, yeah. which uh, should be cool because it's a character, you know, you definitely want to see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It puts Scarlet Witch on a new path. Man, that was a hell of a great comic. Good Loved comic. It. Good comic. Yeah. Another good one that we're not going to get a chance to cover here, but it is out, is Slapstick number two. Once again, collecting issues of the Infinite comic in print. Yep, Fred uh, Van Lente and Riley, uh, Brown. Riley Brown co-wrote it. Yep. Riley worked on uh, the art. There's some other artists we don't have it in front of us, yep. but the Infinite comics. Um, it's fun stuff. Yeah, it's fun stuff as Slapstick has to fight basically other cartoons yeah slapstick is a cartoon he fights other cartoons in this and it's violent as hell it's a lot of fun uh if you like making fun of jersey uh you're not gonna like this because they love them some jersey in this yeah because riley brown jersey proud yeah jersey strong jersey strong indeed jersey represent (laughs) on to spider-man 2099 number 19 written by peter david art by will sliney and rochelle rosenberg um this I think this is the end of this part. Um, no, I mean, there's still a lot going. It's all so it's it, all flowing, man. Everything <laughs> is just chill and cool in the future and whatever, <laughs> whatever, dude. Well, they're in the present time. Miguel yeah. O'Hara is with the Captain America of 2099. Um, they are trying to stop this crazy, weird zombie monster invasion in Chicago. Yep. Sh- Shout-outs to the McCormick Center, where yep. we always have, always have C2E2, cool. which is super cool. Uh, there's this whole thing going on in Chicago. Elektra is with Spidey and Captain America. They're trying to take down this uh, this uber-powerful woman. She's mm. got all this crazy stuff. Um, she's working with the Fist, very mystical, and she's been around for a very long time. Very long time. It, it takes trickery, it takes a little bit of finesse, and it takes some stabbing. And a little to, bit of elbow grease. Yeah, and, and some stabbing yeah. to to get this done. There's a great heavy, Will Sliney, st- heavy stabbing. Uh, Will Sliney homage to the classic bullseye killing Daredevil, uh, bullseye killing Electra scene mm-hmm. from way back when. Uh, but there's punching and stabbing and monsters. And then uh, there's also some really interesting stuff with Tempest, who yep. uh, is Miguel O'Hara's girlfriend, and we'll see hopefully more of that real soon. U.S. Avengers! U.S. Avengers, they're coming to get you. All right, U.S. Avengers. That was a great song. Thank you. Awesome logo. Looks like the G.I. Joe logo. I would assume intentionally so. I hope so. The cover is great. It's got... So tangentially, yeah. shout out to our boy Aubrey Citizen. I read oh, yeah, three yeah. issues of his uh, Street Fighter versus GI Joe comic. Oh, cool! Great, great. He's stuff. writing a GI Joe comic for elsewhere. Yeah, but I love Aubrey. Have to get him back on the show. He's been on the show before. He was great. He was. Um, U.S. Avengers. Just right from the cover, looks like we got the Statue of Liberty in the center. I love how over the top crazy patriotic this is as written by an Englishman. Yes. Al Ewing taking his shots. Um, art by Paco Medina. Do you know where Paco's from? I don't know. He's, he's, I don't think he's American. I, he might be. Um, Juan Velasco is also working on the book. I don't know. He's, Who's he's, from he's America? Inking, he's Inkin. Jesus Abertov is I, I hope the colorist. None of them are Native American. Native Native to America. America. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. know. But that just makes know. it even better. You're doing great, but we've got... Because anybody uh, can write anything. Yeah, it, it's beautiful. Draw it. Make good comics. The framing, 
sequence here is the different members of the U.S. Avengers basically doing confessional-style videos saying, this is why I love America. Yes, but part of it also reminded me, remember The Order? Yeah. I loved The Order. Oh, that was a good book. That was a great book. Yeah, Matt Fraction and Barry Kitson. Yeah. And they had those, like, you know, straight-ahead confessional-type scenes. They just have the most ridiculous over-the-top stuff. Like, they have the secret base of the secret empire that they're going up against is a volcano on top of four helicarriers. Yeah. It's just like, why not? Why not? That's a thing. We're dealing with it. Um, and Sunspot is now Citizen V. That's, a, that's the code name they want him to use. That's very cool. Uh, Dr. Tony Ho is suiting up as the new Iron Patriot. I don't know She's why a blast. it didn't click with me who she was. Mm-hmm. Um, She's Yinsen's daughter. Yeah, it didn't click. And she was also in... That Secret Wars book, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Oh, so good. That Al Ewing wrote. I don't know why. I'd it's like, all coming it together. all made sense. And she's in uh, a U.S. Um, uh, an Iron Patriot armor. Yep. But her own design. It's more of a rescue type armor. It's like, yeah, it's a mix between rescue, rescue and, and Iron, Iron Patriot. Patriot. Looks like Iron Patriot has weapons capabilities like rescue, which means it's more defensive. It's super and, cool. And it's like non-lethal. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Then we've got Pod still around, uh, no longer bonded with the alien, but she uh, she and Tony are an item. Yep. So she's sticking around to work with Tony and to be with her. She has some cool phasing powers. Um, she knocks the Secret Empire guys out of the spaceship. It, it, it's cool. You just you cut between like. Here's a little getting to know you of each character. Here's them doing something awesome against the Secret Empire. You got Squirrel Girl with an army of squirrels being carried by flying Cannonball. Squirrels. Flying squirrels. Um, real talk, I got real nervous about those flying squirrels. And, well, there was way too many of them. They're, there's they're, so many yeah, of them. There's so many of them, so you know they're not all going to make it. But then that takes us to my new favorite character. <laughs> uh, what is his name? General Robert L. Maverick. Who showed up in the previous New he Avengers. He was in the previous yeah. New Avengers. He is basically Sam Elliott in a military suit. and uh, He's me. He could be you. He's got yeah. the same. He's mustache. got the mustache. He's, He's got the attitude. Bit older. He's got the. Ad- this is you in like twenty years. Uh, You're going to be General Robert on Maverick. He I gets to dream. turn into the Red Hulk. Yeah. And for one hour. For one hour, and he gets to go as he says, full Hulk. He's got the mustache. He's got the shades. It's dynamic. It's beautiful. And then, of course, Cannonball is the heart of the team. Um, at the end, as everything's going down with the Secret Empire, Danielle Cage, Captain America from the future, shows up, and she wants them to deal with the Golden Skull, who is a scourge to both of them, to both eras, both time eras. Um, we're going to see coming up this year in U.S. Avengers, Thanos. We're going to see Deadpool. Not just Thanos. He's got... These, I don't know what like, those are. Diamond-looking gems yeah. on his gauntlets, both gauntlets. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. Uh, You've got um, uh, American Kaiju. American Kaiju's back with Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, we have a gravesite for Cannonball. Oh my god! And we got Steve Rogers. This is going to be a great comic. I'm so friggin' hyped this, for this, this book. This is going to be a great comic. Friggin' great. Yeah. All right. You know what else? Friggin' great. Oh yeah. The this, Unstoppable Wasp. This is a strong back-to-back uh, combo here. Hell yeah. Number one. Written by uh, Jeremy Whitley, art by Elsa Chartier, and colors by Megan Wilson. And, like, we got a little bit of uh, Nadia Pym, Mm -hmm. who is the new Wasp in uh, All New Avengers, now in the current Avengers series. But this is her own book. And this opens in Manhattan as Nadia is hanging out with Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel takes her to a... um, 
uh, Pakistani like bakery, mm-hmm. and they're you know picking out stuff to eat. And Ms. Marvel is basically hanging out with her because they're friends. They're you know fellow Avengers yep. or have been fellow Avengers. Uh, it's taking her to help her get her you know like citizenship get papers. acclimated. Yeah, uh, but Nadia is like. The, everything is a new experience for her. Mm-hmm. And she is super friggin' positive and excited about everything. And she's friendly. And she's like, there's one of my favorite things is her looking at all the donuts. She says, um, like, she asked the clerk there, Have you eaten all of these? And he's like, Yes, I have. And she's like, uh, She's like, That's perfect. I have never eaten any of this <sighs> stuff. And I want to eat all of this stuff. But I can't, not today anyway. So I need to know what I absolutely have to eat. And it's just she, like, I feel like that all the time. She, she reminds me of Squirrel Girl if Squirrel Girl was just a little more positive and inquisitive. <laughs> I don't know. Squirrel Girl is pretty positive. That's and my point because Wasp is like one up on her, barely. Yeah. It. Yeah, there, there's some definite similarities, but like, so she's so like. No, it's there's differences. She's so different, yeah. and like, you get uh, this beautiful big page that tells her origin, tells her story, tells like how her dad. Um, she didn't know her dad. What happened to her? She is a product of the Red Room, yep. um, which is a big friggin' deal. But she's also like the the woman at the immigration office or whatever office this is is like. Um, uh, they kept you locked away all those years and look at you. You're a little ray of sunshine. She's like, well, if I spend the rest of my life being bitter, then I never really escaped, yes? Uh, she's just like, it's great. This is it. Well, you know, you gotta live your life. You gotta move on. Got, her and Black Widow have to meet up at some point. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, but she's doing this and of course there's super villain activity outside. Mockingbird is facing um, Dr. Monica Rappuccini who mm-hmm. has ca- who has, you know, taken this giant um, uh, robot one of the really cool things, which I hope keeps on going every issue, is uh, Nadia's neat science facts. Yeah. Because not just Nadia is not just like super fun and super excited. She is one of the smartest people in the Marvel universe, and she is in a very accomplished scientist, a very well-read scientist. She has studied pretty much everybody's work while she was in the Red Room, so she knows who uh, Dr. Rappuccini is, and she knows Dr. Barbara Morse, which mm. we'll get to that in a little bit, but she, there's this big fight, and Ms. Marvel's like, ah, she's got it. Okay, now it's time to help. So there's just this great sequence of Ms. Marvel and Wasp uh, teaming up with Mockingbird to take down Monica Rappuccini. It's just really fun. The way she does it is fantastic. I like the way you say Monica Rappuccini. What, what else would I say? No, you're saying it the right way. It just sounds good. It's a good name. Yeah. Uh, it's just this great sequence. It's really fun. It's hilarious. I legit, I laughed out loud a bunch of times. I cheered. Uh, and then they have just this chill out time mm-hmm. where Mockingbird takes the, the younger girls for um, first uh, for an egg cream. What? For an egg cream? No, smoothies. Uh, close, though. Uh, not close which at all. is another new thing that Nadia's never had. She's like, there's so many berries in this. <laughs> and like, all this cool stuff. Uh, but then, like, Nadia realizes that Mockingbird is someone who she's basically looked up to her entire life. This amazing scientist, Barbara Morse, who, in this great sequence... You get you you're reminded that she's not just this awesome ass kicker. Mm-hmm. She's also super duper smart and a really great scientist who's done a ton of stuff. Right. Uh, there's just this wonderful bit bit of back and forth. There's hugging. There's awesomeness. It is so great. Uh, we get you know really cool idea of like role models and positivity and you know just doing things, which I think is cool. And by the end, um, Nadia's like. 
she's got some plans. She's got some things she wants to do. Really cool to see. Uh, also, another great thing at the end of this issue is they're going to have the Agents of Girl, which <laughs> is the um, uh, Genius in Action Research Labs. Uh, so they're going to talk to the the creators or the editors, whomever is conducting this interview, talking to real life scientists, scientists about yep. you know being women in STEM and all this really cool stuff. So they talk to um, just these two amazing women, Rachel Silverstein and uh, Marina Chanadow, and I highly encourage you read uh, that interview at the back too because it was super cool and like one of them is one of the ladies. Uh, I believe it's Rachel is a Proboscidean paleontologist. What? She studies extinct elephant fossils. Oh, that's so um, cool. And I spent one of my days this week at the natural Muse- American Museum of Natural History, which is one of my favorite places. Exhibit. It's got dinosaurs. Dinosaurs among us. All cool stuff. And man, I love the hell out of this book. One more book to go before <laughs> we wrap things up, and that is Unworthy Thor, number three. Written by Jason Aaron, art by Kim Jacinto and Olivier Coipel, color art by Matt Wilson. Uh, Thor has been captured, or unworthy Thor, Odin's son, has been captured by the Collector. He's being tortured. He's kept in chains. He's got a cellmate, uh, which was a great revelation. I was so (laughs) excited, you don't even know. Yes, it was uh, the hellhound that used to hang out with Loki. Thori, back in Journey into Mystery. Uh, there's references to stuff that happened in Angela, Queen, and Queen of Hell here. It's all great. Um, Better Ray Bill comes to break uh, Odinson out of jail, but Odinson goes crazy and starts going after Better Ray Bill for his hammer. He gets that warrior madness. Yeah, he has warrior madness. They have a fight. Suddenly, this mysterious figure who's working for Thanos shows up, but he's got Proxima Midnight and Black Swan around. Uh tortured stuff for Odin's son who knows he's not worthy to lift the ultimate Thor hammer yet, who knows that, you know, some of the things that Gore, the God Butcher, said seem to be coming true. He's just really hard on himself, but by the end of the issue, he leads an awesome, badass team of Better A Bill, uh, Thori, and the his big goat, Tooth Nasher. They are coming, and they are coming for a reckoning. Yeah. They're going to throw down. Throw down, man. Oh, so good. A lot of good books this week. So good. A lot of good books. Hell yeah. I, I like Moon Knight. Yeah. I like the U.S. Avengers. Hell yeah. I'm going to go with Nova. Yeah. Yeah. I, in almost any week, I would pick U.S. Avengers number one because I loved it. It was real good. And Unworthy Thor was really good. Nova was definitely crazy high up there. Mm-hmm. But um, Unstoppable Wasp yep. number one, without a doubt. Good choice. And more good choices you guys can make is to pick up some Marvel Collected Editions this week. They include Amazing Spider-Man Worldwide Volume 1 Hardcover, Deadpool World's Greatest Volume 1 Hardcover, Incredible Hulk Epic Collection Volume 20 Future Imperfect. That's a great book if you've never read it. We've done that on the uh, I want to know, because so Epic Collections are usually like 300, there's gotta be pages. Yeah, there's got to be something more than just Future Imperfect You in get there. Future Imperfect. Usually you'll get Future Imperfect collected with Hulk the End, mm, yes, which I've is seen a that. great collection to get, so... I don't know if I, I may have this at my desk. Yeah. I haven't had a chance Check to check it out. Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man versus The Sinister Six, Volume 1. That's a digest. Monsters Unleashed Prelude. You need this. It's got all classic monster oh, stuff. Cool. So lots of Jack Kirby and probably some Ditko and yep. probably some other cool stuff. Just telling cool monster stories. Nice. New Avengers by Brian Michael Bendis, Complete Collection, Volume 1. Which, and, oh, so good. Yeah. That Bendis New Avengers is my jam. And finally, Star Wars Han Solo. Also, my jam. Snail is. 
And uh, all right, digital comics on sale this week. We've got uh, the books that we talked about, plus Doctor Strange, Punisher, Magic Bullets, Infinite Comic number five, Guardians of the Galaxy, Awesome Mix, Infinite Comic number six, and Marvel New Year's Eve Special, Infinite Comic number one. Lots of Infinite Comics. I haven't read any of these yet. I didn't see them pop up in my app until just now. Yep. Dang it. There Um, they are. But I'm excited to read those. Uh, The Awesome Mixes have been super fun. And Doctor Strange, Punisher, Magic Bullets is terrific. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, I've re- I've really read the, I read the first issue of that in print, and I want to catch up on it on Infinite Comics. You have the app. It's good. I you know. You get it for free. I know. I'm going to go check it out. <laughs> I, 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 I read the first print one, and I want to jump back and read the uh, Infinite versions. That's right. Also on sale on the Marvel app this week, District X. Yeah. Numbers 1 through 14. Doctor Strange, 170 through 179 from the classic series. Uh, Marvel Team Up, 1 through 6. And X-Men, Kitty Pride, Shadow and Flame, one through five. Digital collections on sale this week. Incredible Hulk collection, Future Imperfect. Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man vs. Sinister Six, Volume 1. Monsters Unleashed Prelude, Star Wars Han Solo. Doctor Strange Masterworks, Volume 2 and 3. Marvel Knights 4, Volume 3, Divine Time, and Volume 4. Impossible Things Happen Every Day. And finally, New X-Men, Hellion. Wow, bringing it home. All right, freshly digitized comics this week on Marvel Unlimited. A Year of Marvel's July Infinite Comic number one, all new All Different Avengers number 11, all new Captain America Special number one, Black Panther number three, Captain America Steve Rogers number two, Captain Marvel number six, Darth Vader 22, Extraordinary X Men number 11, Haunted Mansion number four, Hyperion number four. Uh, we get some old stuff from Invaders 35 through 41 from the 70s series and Invaders 1 through 4 from the 90s limited yep, series. Yep, I have the first issue of that. Yeah? Yeah. It's it's a 90s Invaders book. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Mockingbird number 4, Nomad number 4, uh, Nova 2 through 12. Yeah, from 1976. Wow. When men were men. <laughs> is Diamond Head in that? Diamond Head is absolutely in that. He's got He's in, in there. Big time. Spider-Gwen Annual number one. Spider-Man number five. Spider-Man 2099 number 12. Spider-Man Deadpool number six. Uh, Star-Lord number eight. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number nine. Uncanny Inhumans number 11. Uncanny X-Men number nine. Untold Tales of Spider-Man 9 through 15 and 17 through 25, which those are dope. Yep, Definitely check stuff. those out. And Venom Space Knight number nine. Whoo boy. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff there. And uh, let's now do some news. And now, from Marvel Headquarters, it's This Week in Marvel News! All right, one big piece of comics news. We've got coming up this March, I believe, um, we are going to see Deadpool versus The Punisher. They're getting their unlimited series to go and just fight and shoot and stab and do all sorts of nasty stuff to each other. Fred Van Lente is writing it. Pear Perez is drawing it. Beautiful covers by Declan Shalvey. And Jordi Belair. And Jordi Belair. You're going to want to check that out. Tons of news in games. Uh, Puzzle Quest has added a four-star Captain Marvel. This is an improvement on the previous Captain Marvel. Avengers Academy is having an event called Under Siege in which... 15 recruitable characters are returning, and you can get them if you didn't get them the first time around. Gwenpool just debuted in Marvel Contest of Champions. It's So there's a you might need to get back in the contest for this one. Yeah. So it's a new uh, month-long event. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a story quest one with Gwenpool, but Cable's also in there. Oh, yeah. Cable's I coming gotten, up. I've got, I haven't gotten a Cable in the story of yeah. that yet, but I've gotten he's, like he's, a little bit into that. He, he's a coming. He's yeah. a coming. And you know, and you know what else, else is coming? Are you still playing Tsum Tsum? 
Yeah. Thanos. Oh, yeah. Thanos and Tsum Tsum. Thanos yeah. is invading Tsum Tsum. I know, and it's cool because you can play with other people and, yeah. and to fight Thanos. It's yeah. neat. So lots of stuff going on in the world of games, man. Yeah. Uh, we also saw that the uh, that Diamond Select Toy is going to have a really cool new Thanos statue mm. uh, coming this summer. It's 150 bones, but it's going to be worth, worth every bone. Worth all the bones. <laughs> all your bones. Um, I think that's it. Oh, Funko showed off a bunch of new Guardians of the Galaxy pops cool. for Volume 2. Uh, and, and just like the baby Groot ones, people are excited. It's pops and, and some of their other toys. So that's pretty cool. A lot of good things. All the things happening. Um, more, more good things. More things happening out west. Yeah, let's, let's send it over to them. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolf Man. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolf Man. It's the West Coast, show me and the Wolf Man. It's the West Coast, baby. Yeah. Hello, this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com editor Mark Strr. Um, and it's editor Christine Din. And we are Stromstein. You're joining us on the Wi-Fi tour. <laughs> it, I don't know. It, like Wi-Fi pronounced with a German accent um, would be Wi-Fi, I guess. I don't think that's how we true. kick off 2017. I guess we're going to start off with the Wi-Fi tour. I'll come up with something better eventually. <laughs> um... Well, we got Happy New Year, everyone. It's 2017. Uh, you don't have to listen to me prattling on about uh, comic books this time. Uh, <laughs> Do you know that someone tweeted with the hashtag, Strami is the worst, or Strami ruins everything? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I do. Um, uh, uh, what we got going on this week? Of course. Well, next week, uh, we've got... Return of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. LMD is the new story arc. Awesome. Uh, things kick off Tuesday, regular time, 10, 9 central, ABC. We'll have some fun content leading up to that. Uh, some new clips, uh, some other videos we're creating. Um, so, of course, catch that. Um, that's not the only thing going on, on TV. What else we got? This weekend, it is the series finale for Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man, and it's a two-part finale called Graduation Day, and Spidey pretty much has to stop Doc Ock and the Sinister Six from pretty much destroying all the heroes in New York City. Um, It's this Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Disney XD. It's going to be bananas, and we had a, a featurette that we debuted yesterday talking to flipping out cast and crew about you know what this past four seasons brought spidey oh yeah that's right that we did at the rap party mm-hmm. um excellent so we got that going on uh oh i was about to say something but we won't have announced it by the time yep. this posts mm-hmm. so <laughs> we'll talk about that next week <laughs> um <laughs> uh and well, so we got, I, th- I think that's I think that's it for this week. Things start really kicking back up into gear next week, so we'll have more for you then. 2017 will be a big year for us. It will be. It will be. It will be. It will be. Like three cinematic movies, well, unlimited TV shows. Yes, it's 57 TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So stay tuned. Stick with us. Uh, oh, next. Uh, I think we've got the next Twim URC. I think they are recording Ryan and Ben theirs today. So they'll probably let you know this, but just so you know, our pick, my pick, I got to pick this Finally. Time. Finally. You chose everything opposite I said. 
Uh, I uh, I went with uh, Fantastic Four number five twenty through five twenty four, the Rising Storm story arc. It is uh, the concluding arc in Mark Wade and Mike Wyringo's very very fun and excellent run, three year run on the title. Um, so read that, follow along with us. We'll be talking about that in like two weeks, I guess. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, all right, <laughs> I'm gonna kick back to New York. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. And we conclude with our Twim URC pick mm-hmm. of the week. This was yours. Yeah. Kitty Pride and Wolverine. Classic 80s adventure written by Chris Claremont, art by Alan Milgram. Uh, what what prompted you to select this series? Because it's where I landed when I spun. There you go. Landed. I love Being real. that. Being real, y'all. Yeah. Uh, partially also because I saw it and I was like, I've never read this. Mm. I love Kitty Pride. Yep. I love Wolverine. Early 80s X-Men. That's a jam. You yep. know it's going to be good. And so I was like, okay, cool. Let's see what, what's in store. And this is... It's not what I expected at all. Oh, really? Um, I've never read it. I, don't, I never really knew the story of it. Okay. Uh, so knowing this, like, it starts off with Kitty, like, having left uh, the X-Men for a little while. She's just yeah, broken she up. She just with got dumped by Colossus. Who'd she get dumped for? Uh, Zaji from Secret Wars. Oh, so this is, like, mid-80s, like, 85. Yeah. 86. Yeah, this is okay. then. Damn. Zaji from Secret Wars, ruining everything. Yeah. As she does. Yep. Uh, all right. So, yeah, Kitty gets dumped, and she's all, Neh, and she goes home, and she stumbles into a whole situation with her dad. It was crazy. Yeah. The cra- just walking into your dad's office and having Yakuza there. Yeah. Crazy. Just these Japanese gangsters like, you owe us money. You're going to talk to our boss. We own you now. Carmen Pride's facial hair is pretty extreme, too. It is brutal. It's mm-hmm. rough. It's rough. He's, uh... He needs some help. Uh, they had a divorce. He and his his wife had a divorce, which he's just let himself go in yeah. every possible way. Poor guy. Uh, but he gets brought to Japan because he has to meet with the person. It's a whole bank thing, and there's money laundering. It's just he's in a bad way. But Kitty's like, my dad, what's going on? I'm a superhero. I'm going to help out. So she stows away on the plane. The thing I think about now, in 2017, like re- having to remember what security was like in airports mm. it still seemed like she just got into the airport just was like walking around I mean she's facing through everything I think one of the coolest parts of this this uh, series is it constantly endeavors different ways to show Kitty using her powers whether it's she's on the plane and she can phase but she needs to go solid because she doesn't want to fall through the bottom of the plane and fall out but then all the luggage is hitting her it's like she also doesn't want to mess up the electronics. Doesn't want to mess up the electronics. Uh, she can walk on air, but she needs to super concentrate to do it. It it really treated Kitty's skill set, her power set, as something that was highly useful, but also highly difficult to refine. And only through hard work she could really use it. Yeah, totally. Uh, so she stows away. She goes to Japan. That thing. Then it's like it's wild. She like. Uh, escapes everybody, like all the police force and everything in Japan because they realize she stowed away on this plane. Mm-hmm. And she now she's in, in Tokyo and she's running around. She somehow finds, like... Still has her ice skating outfit oh, on, that's by the, the best. way. Yeah, she's in this bright ice skating outfit. Bright pink. And, you know, like, obviously easy to find. 
it's just her running around Japan, getting into trouble, figuring out where her dad is, and then she meets up with Ogun. 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 Bad news. Yeah, and he is a bad dude. And One of the baddest villains in the uh, Wolverine canon, I believe. Now, I don't remember him from other Wolverine stories. This is it. This is it? Yeah. He showed up here, and then well, he showed up again in Death of Wolverine. Yeah. But this is it. Okay, this so is I'm his glad only I'm not story. missing stuff. Nope, you didn't okay. miss anything. Yeah, because when he was in Death of Wolverine, I was like, I don't know this guy mm-hmm. really well. Um, but we learn that Ogun is the dude who trained Wolverine. Yeah. You, you think Wolverine's a badass. This is like this. He is the Sam Elliott to Patrick Swayze's uh, Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Uh, in Patrick Swayze as played by Patrick Swayze. Yeah. As only he can. Well, Patrick Swayze plays Dalton. I don't remember yeah. Sam Elliott's name Not in either. Roadhouse, yeah. obviously. Obviously. Uh, but like Sam Elliott, the baddest of the badass, mm-hmm. trained uh, Patrick Swayze, who is the baddest of the badass as well. Mm-hmm. But so well said. That's how you can like. That's what you need to do to think about this 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 Wolverine Ogun yeah. relationship. But Ogun, I also like later that Wolverine says he was like a son to me, even though I think he meant I was like a son to him. No, he says full out. He goes, he was like a son to me because he was he eventually when I think when he originally trained Wolverine, he was younger than Wolverine, and he's older than him now. But he's Wolverine immortal. doesn't age. The idea is that he's, he's theoretically immortal, immortal. I don't know, Or, man. like, ancient. I don't know. There's a whole I bunch of cool know. mystical stuff going on. But he's he's very old. Mm-hmm. Uh, this mystical dude. He's also, like, an incredible fighter. Master of ninjutsu and sort of magic ninja arts. Yep. Uh, and what he does, he tries... He takes Kitty and he implants like a psychic a version of himself onto her psyche so that way he can live in her younger body mm-hmm. uh, because he's, as this body gets older creepy yeah super creepy yep. but he does this and turns her into a monstrous killing machine yep. she can she's like learning it's like just giving her all the the skills to be this killer and you know then you get her versus Wolverine and she damn near murders Wolverine. Mm-hmm. One of the awesome things here is this is at a time when Wolverine was very killable. Yeah, very killable. Like it was for the long as the '90s got on, got a little out and of later and later, like Wolverine became more and more near immortal. You know, and it was just like this thing where he was just you could do anything to him. Mm-hmm. And here he like gets poisoned, which messes him up bad. Uh, and he gets hurt and hurt and hurt to the point where, like, he's like, I might die. This mm-hmm. is this could be the end. Um, and it takes him a lot. And even by, you know, it's still he's, like, walking with a cane. Yep. It's tough. It's great to see, like, the more um, Wolverine who can be damaged. And this great fight between Wolverine and uh, and Kitty. We get Kitty's – I never knew the origin of Shadowcat. Yeah. This so, is where she gets the name for the first time. Yeah. I was also going to say we get, because it's Wolverine in Japan, we get all of the great Wolverine in Japan supporting characters. We yes. get Yukio. We get Mariko. We get Akiko. We get all the all the, all the the hits. Yeah, and this is also, like, a time in the X-Men where, so, like, the where Mariko has taken over for Clan Nishida, and she's mm-hmm. trying to get herself together and get herself to a point where she's safe, comfortable, and in enough power where she can finally marry Wolverine. Right. Which we do get to that point. Yep. 
in a, in probably not too long after this. Right. I don't think. Um, which is is cool and heartbreaking and and terrifying in in and of itself. Um, but you've also, yeah, Yukio, so great. Yukio's the best. She's great. She's just like, I'm going to have sex with Wolverine, and I'm going to fight people, and I'm going to be the best person ever. You can't stop me. Kick to the face, kick to the face, kick to the face. That's Yukio. And I love her little, like, one line where she says, say hi to Storm for me, because she totally rocked Storm's world and made her cut her hair into a mohawk. Oh, is she the one to do that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was the reason why all that happened. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, you get this, like, little brief, What one of the cool, so this is a limited series, living in and of itself, but also in the midst of what's going on in the Marvel Universe. Mm, there's yes, some, like, what you're referring there's to. There's a thing where Storm loses her powers, mm-hmm. and so they talk about that, and Wolverine's like, what? And then Professor X is telling him this, and he's like, I also got to tell you something else. Your friend, James McDonald Hudson, is dead. And there's this beautiful, really, like, heartbreaking scene where yeah. Wolverine just, like, you could, he, like, zones out, just puts the phone down, goes outside, pops his claws, and just screams mm-hmm. in rage because this is, like, one of his oldest friends. Yeah. And he's not there for this. Yeah. And that is, like, I thought that was a really good emotional beat right there. Like, yeah. the, the feeling of powerlessness that Wolverine has not being able to get to his his friend Storm, not to be able to do anything for his friend uh, Hud- James Hudson, like all of that, I'm fantastic. And then, as an even cooler kind of touch thing, and it's it's snowing in Japan. It's like in the dead summer. winter in the summer, and it, and it looks like the dead of winter. And that's because over in Thor, Malekith has opened the casket of ancient winters. So every Marvel book that was coming out around this time, it was snowing. It was just it's mwah, more magnifique. Yeah, more magnifique. <laughs> so good. Uh, so yeah, we go back and there's there's all the battles. There's Wolverine versus Kitty. There's Kitty. There's just amazing '80s montage yep. issue where it's just Wolverine trying to train Kitty, train Kitty to resist Ogun's, um Basically, Kitty Kitty learned everything she needs to know about martial arts overnight because Ogun imprinted it onto her. Logan needs to reteach her all that stuff in conventional ways so she can have those skills but not have them tainted. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, it's great. Uh, you get that finally that that eventual you get Shadowcat versus Ogun. You also get Wolverine versus Ogun, mm-hmm. and there's like really sad stuff. It's yeah. it's really it's great and it's brutal. I like the when Kitty decides she wants to be called Shadowcat. She's like all about that. Like anyone calls her Kitty, she's like I'm Shadowcat. Yeah, leave me alone. Not Sprite, you dumb dumb. Yeah, not Sprite not or Ariel. Ariel. Get the hell out yeah. of here. And she gets like a proto version of her costume too, yep. which is kind of cool. The dark blue huge costume that I knew her from. She gets a terrible years. haircut. Terrible haircut. Like, awful. Haircut. But that's Ogun's fault. Yeah. He's a jerk. He is not a good barber or no. hairstylist. Well, he's working with, like, a katana blade or something. That, that's not an excuse. Not an excuse. Not I an believe excuse. that with a katana blade, he could do whatever he wants. Yeah. He just gives her a I guess a haircut. skilled barber would be fine using a katana blade yeah. is what we're trying to say. Yeah. Here. yeah. But I, I, was, I was delighted and surprised by this. It yep. is... Very wordy, very wordy. Uh, as is you know the case of the time and, and some of the books, but it's a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, really, really cool, and I'm very glad we picked it. Excellent pick. And yeah. what did you guys have to say about it? First, D 
TJ Fanko says, Kitty with Wolverine was the perfect pairing for this adventure. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Got a whole bunch from Penelope Cat. New Twimyar Siva selection is Kitty Pride and Wolverine. I love Kitty, but have never read this. Issue one, was this just post-Secret Wars? It was. Did Peter break up with Kitty over an alien woman he met in that series? He did. Feeling down today due to R.I.P. Carrie Fisher. Aww. Finished Twimyar C, Kitty Pride and Wolverine to distract, cheer myself up. Ironically, Carrie Fisher and Kitty Pride were two early adolescent crushes. Okay, probably more Princess Leia than Carrie Fisher. <laughs> I believe this series came out as my interest in X-Men was waning, possibly due more to the art than anything else. When I started reading X-Men, Paul Smith was the artist as a kid. Good art was art by Smith, Byrne, Perez, and maybe Steve Rude. Also, at the time, I had seen Al Milgram on a lot of Marvel books, so I probably didn't think he was special enough. What? Fortunately, my tastes have matured to the point that I see how great more Milgram's storytelling and character work are on this series. I was probably also upset that they cut Kitty's hair. Like I said, adolescent crush. <laughs> well, not a direct sequel to the Claremont Miller Wolverine series. It really is a thematic sequel, and that gets yeah, tagged a lot. Totally, we didn't talk totally. about that. Yeah, it's you know kind of Wolverine's second adventure in Japan last few years uh in the wolverine series we see him slipping naturally into japanese culture here we see the process of kitty learning the same i'd need to reread a lot of old claremont x-men to see how this series represented a turning point for kitty it feels like one i remember she basically goes back to the x-men after this and she's she's shadow cat now she's much more of a engaged fighter uh people have a lot of respect for that she's basically she's got all these ninja skills so it was a huge turning point for her certainly her does she make colossus jealous I bet um, he, she goes back and he's like, whoa, whoa, what? Yeah, his his jaw just drops to the ground and, and his eyes ping pong out of his head. And like, ying, 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 ying. Um, certainly her ninja training here is referred to time and again. It also feels like the point where she really comes into her own for so long. She was the girl next door sweetheart of the Marvel Universe. My defining memories of her before this were her relationship with Peter and the Professor X is a jerk cover. Hell yeah. Finally, from Raph A.B., this comic is very 80s. 80s clothes, 80s airport regulations, and didn't Ogun recently appear in Charles Soule's Wolverine series? That he did. Yeah. So Nailed major it, Raph. player. Nice job, Raph. Way to, way yeah. to finish things up. Our next Twim URC, as selected by our friends out on the West Coast, is going to be the final arc of the Mark Wade, Mike Waringo Fantastic Four. It's called Rising Storm. If we don't have it up already, we will have it up for you guys soon. Check in and bug Strami and Chrissypedia online. And uh, make sure they are reading. Because you know Strom. Christine will read. Christine will read. She's she's probably done with it already. She's probably done with it already. She's probably read all of the series twice and has crushed it. She's amazing. Yes. She's the best. Um, She's as good as Stromy as bad. (laughs) Wow. Oh, oh, hot take. Hot take on Stromy. Oh, boy. All right, guys. We did Uh, it. Thank you for joining us for the first episode Welcome of 2017. Welcome to 2017. This is how it's going to go. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. This is Marvel, your universe.